Welcome to Extraordinary Retirement with Nate Yeomans and Greg Indovina from Design Wealth. In this podcast, we challenge people to rethink the traditional retirement paradigm and explore what a truly extraordinary retirement could be. Join us for this journey where we explore the roadmap to retirement freedom as Nate and Greg draw from years of financial planning experience and knowledgeable guests to help people live the retirement of their dreams with zero regrets. Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast with your hosts, Greg Indovina and Nate Yeomans. I'm Wendy McConnell. So how are we feeling today, Nate and Greg? We feel great. Good. Good topic today. Excited to be here. Yeah. Speaking of which, the topic is why has nobody taught about finances in school? Like, really, shouldn't that be like the number one thing we should learn I was when I was in high school, I was taught to write a check, balance a, a checkbook. Not even that. It was just how to write a check. I remember we had to draw the line with two little X's and then I must have been in the advanced class because they actually had me balance the, the checkbook. So, yeah, well, aren't you? Stuck? Yeah, it, it's frightening. <laughs> My daughter is going to be graduating college uh, in a year and all this school and all this education. She knows nothing about finance. I mean, nothing that I haven't taught her. The system has failed people. Absolutely. So that's what we'll be talking about, Wendy. Sounds good. So what is it that people need to know most of all when it comes to a financial education? It's a good question. I think, uh, you know, I have to think about where do, where do you start, right? Because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of so-called pundits or experts that have an opinion uh, but we always have to ask the question of what do those individuals know about your personal situation to have an opinion on it? Right. And um, so the big thing is, is that when you've got a lot of information out there, and I'm not saying all of it's bad, it's just how do you filter out the noise? How do you find uh, the information that is pertinent to you and determine how does that impact your financial life so that you can kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together uh, from that perspective. So you need a, a process to be able to get that done. Yeah. Imagine getting on Google and typing in financial advice for a retiree. My goodness, where do you start? Where would you even begin to start and who would you trust? So it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's a frightening idea for a lot of people to begin to try to figure out their financial life, especially if, you know, they're in their you know, fifties or sixties or even, or even older. So because the reality is the reality is, is that most people, their entire financial education revolves around what we both experienced in high school many moons ago, right? This is a checkbook. Here's how you balance your, your checkbook. And then the other main piece of education is you get a job and you uh, have, you're forced to sign up for a 401k and the HR department comes in and does a 45 minute overview of the 401k and here are your selections and you make your select that is the extent of most people's financial education and then you're approaching retirement where uh Nate how many chances do you get to get that right we get one shot you get one shot and uh it's got to be terrifying for people yeah so the problem really to to boil that down is is that we we don't have a, a system to educate us and prepare us from a, a financial perspective to take on uh, life, let alone retirement. And uh, there's a lot of noise. And most of the time, what we find is most people don't have a process to go through to filter out the noise 
to get all the important information that they need to know about their retirement so that they can make good decisions for themselves. And so that's where things break down is that we don't have that ability to do that as individuals because the system doesn't do it for us. And so that leads to a situation to where somebody essentially is flying blind or, or, or going throughout life or towards retirement or in retirement, very confused. And so we have to have a way to, to cut to the chase and give them the information they're looking for. If you could tell us what are some of the most important things when it comes to thinking about retirement and what type of information is probably, you know, the most important to focus on? I, I would say that retirement, the, the phase, the financial phase of retirement is completely unlike anything that you've experienced up to that point. Everything changes as you approach retirement. Uh, you're no longer in what we call the accumulation phase of, of your life, which is fairly straightforward. There are a multitude of risks that you have to deal with and have plans for. The consequences of getting it wrong uh, as you approach or you are in retirement are are devastating. And so it's a, it's a whole new world once you approach retirement. Nate? Yeah. So if we break that down further is, is that when you're young, and in your 30s, 40s, et cetera, you, you really, your money has one job and that is to grow, right? You want to put that money away, you want to save it and you want to grow. It, it's about as simple as that. But as you're getting closer to retirement, if you're five or 10 years from retirement, you enter into what we call the retirement risk zone, right? And, and one of the big things you're running out of at that time in your life is time, Right. So if you're getting close to uh, saving the most amount of money you've ever saved in your life, which is the day that you want to retire. Right. And now all of a sudden the markets, which are out of your control, decide to have a pretty tough year, maybe like last year or something like that. Now you don't have as much time to recover from those losses like you did in your 30s and 40s. And so as you enter that retirement risk zone, we have to start thinking about different strategies and different approaches uh, to get you to the top of the mountain, but without taking big falls backwards. But like Greg said, the minute you retire, everything you know about investing changes. Yeah. And here's why. We're now asking your money to do something for you that it's never, ever had to do. And that is to pay you. All your life, your money's job has been more about growing, not putting money in your pocket, right? So you enter into the income phase of life, and now we're asking your money to take on some stress that it is not used to. And that looks very different than what you've been doing in the accumulation phase of your life. And most people don't know how to make that transition. Wendy, our, our solution to this problem is we... We, we teach actually teach a, a comprehensive retirement class and we, we do it as a public service, but it's, it, you know, it's an opportunity for us to meet people out in the community as well. And it it's very specific. It, it cuts through all the noise, you know, the million uh, million or so responses you get from Google on how to, how to retire successfully. It cuts through the noise and it identifies uh, a lot of the areas that are very, very important. So maybe we can talk about that class right now. Sounds good. I would like to hear all about it. Hey, we've been doing it for how many years now? Seven or maybe eight? We're going on seven, eight years now. And yeah. uh, all around we, Denver and various uh, different 
academic universities, yep, universities and other uh, settings. And we've had a lot of fun with it. We've developed mm-hmm. the curriculum uh, over that period of time and used a lot of feedback from previous uh, attendees to help us really dial that class in. But uh, to to break it down fairly simply is is that we do the class in two nights. So it's a it's a two night class. Uh, it's two hours each night. So it's, uh, you know, we, we, at one point, if we taught four hours, I think it becomes information overload in one night. So we break it up into two nights and we have a workbook that is designed for you to follow along and create an action item list for yourself so that you can make sure that you're taking notes and writing down things that are going to apply to you in your, your financial plan. And so it is a comprehensive course that it's really designed to cover everything you need to know from A to Z. Uh, when it comes to retirement. So maybe we can give a, a little bit of a highlight of what yeah. some of those topics look like. Yeah. The first topic is retirement then and now. And I always tell the story of my grandpa, Eddie, you know, he he had the traditional, he worked for the city of Pittsburgh. And when he retired, he was done. There was no part-time work. There was no phasing into retirement. And he got his pension, which between his pension and his social security that covered his entire lifestyle any savings that he that he had was just extra for trips and things like that. Today it's it's very very different. You know, today people have multiple jobs, multiple careers, and most people don't have pensions if they've worked in the private sector. And so it's really now it's really now on the uh, retiree to fund their own retirement to a large extent. And that's a very very different world than it was back for for my grandpa. So we talk about that the, the next thing, uh, Nate, you always like to go through these financial stages of life and uh, the differences and the importance of understanding where you are and what the risks are in those different phases. So why don't you walk through that? Quickly? Yeah, you bet. We, you know, the analogy that we like to use is that uh, we're climbing your financial Mount Everest, mm-hmm. right? And, and as you're climbing along that journey, um, things need to change. As as climbers climb Mount Everest, as they ascend the mountain elements change as they get closer and closer to the summit elements change it becomes more de- treacherous so just like i explained to you earlier wendy of, of as we go into those stages from the accumulation stage to the retirement risk zone you know as you're climbing the mountain you don't want to take a big fall backwards so these climbers are climbing with ropes and suspenders things that can catch them if they make a fall as they get closer and closer to the summit but here's the thing do more people die on the way up the mountain or on the way down when climbing Mount Everest? I think it's more treacherous on the way down, isn't it's it? It's actually more treacherous on the way down. Yeah, and if you've in ever particular, down a big hill, you know that. You see right, that right. You've been exposed to the elements a lot longer, uh, which you know time means that more things can happen. Um, but as you start that journey down, um, it can become more treacherous. And you know what? Retirement's not that different. You know, in particular, your first 10 years of retirement are the most critical. Uh, I read a statistic one time that said 80% of your success in retirement will be determined in the first 10 years, 50% in the first five. And so what that tells us is that we've got to get off to a good start in retirement. And so what we go through in the class, we talk about practical solutions, things that you can do to make sure that you get off to a good start because there's certain things that you have control of, but there's also certain things you don't. Do we have any control what the market's going to do tomorrow or the day after you retire? 
The markets are going to do what the markets are going to do. But a good financial plan is designed knowing that we have the ability to make sure that our clients get off to a good start. And that's what we teach in our class of how do you take that tool and and make sure that you don't get off to a bad start. Is it more than just um, being a little more conservative with your investments or is that basically the idea behind it? Because I think that's what most people think a great question. Investments are only one piece yeah. to the puzzle. And, and that's the piece that uh, a lot of people um, miss and they stop right there of, oh, I just get more conservative in my investments. So let's, let's start with something as simple as social security. So we walk through the social security system and we walk through strategies and, and talk about how do we maximize Social Security and retirement, or is it even appropriate to maximize Social Security and retirement? Um, we walk through different scenarios from spousal benefit planning to the event that something happens to a spouse and one spouse passes away. What what happens in that scenario? So we want to start with what's the foundation to the retirement, and and a lot of times that's the guaranteed sources of income that you have. Social Security being one of those. It's one of those checks that you just get every single month. It creates a, a foundation at some level. Now, for most people, it's not enough to live off of. And if you don't have another pension or something like that to supplement your Social Security, then we have to identify um, you know, the fact that your investments are going to have to do some of the rest of the heavy lifting, if you will. And so, you know, we break down Social Security. We make sure that people get that piece right. But then Greg talks about uh, investments. And uh, do you want to go into um, reducing market losses and things that we need to be thinking about from an investment perspective, Greg, in retirement? Yeah, a good portion of our class is on understanding retirement risks, things that really weren't an issue as you were in that accumulation phase. Market losses is certainly a big one. When you're younger, having market losses can actually be to your benefit because every two weeks, money's going into your 401k or IRA, and you're being able to take advantage of lower prices. The exact opposite happens with market losses when you're taking distribution. So all of a sudden, that 15% loss becomes maybe a 20% loss because of the distributions that you're taking. So those are, you know, that market losses are one one part of market risk. There's also the risk of uh, interest rates. We know that interest rates have been been very, very low uh, up until here recently. And how does how does a retiree create guaranteed income when the banks aren't paying anything, right? And then what if interest rates continue to go up? The value of bonds, and Wendy, you were alluding to, maybe you just get more conservative. Well, for most people, being conservative means adding more bonds. Well, how did that work in 2022? when interest rates were going up, up and up, and the value of bonds went down. And, and so there's all kinds of market-based risks that uh, are very, very different than when you were in the accumulation phase. There's also the second category of risks that we deal with are, are what we call spending shocks. And the number one spending shock is actually the the value of the dollars that you've saved buying less and less over time. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, that is, that's inflation, right? So if you have a, an $80,000 a year required spending for day one, year one in retirement, well, year two, you, in order to have that same, same lifestyle and buy the, the goods and services that you bought in year one, 
you're going to have to add a, a, a an inflation number to that. Now, historically, it's in the mid 2% range. What if it's not over the next 30 years of your life? What if it's 3 or 4%? Right? That's essentially a reduction in income in the future of, of your plan. And so we help people understand the, the compounding negative effect of inflation over a 30 to 40 year retirement. So is there something we can do to hold that at bay? Something we can do to make up for it, so to speak? Yeah. And once again, this goes back to your comment, uh, Wendy, about getting more conservative as you get closer to retirement. In general, that makes sense. Uh, however, one of the primary ways to keep up with inflation is is having a higher allocation to stocks, right? Because stocks tend to go up when there's more money flooded into the financial system, causing a rise in prices. It also causes a rise in assets, such as your home and such as stocks, stock, the stock market. So um, that that's an important thing to understand when it comes to inflation. But other spending risks, Nate, why don't you talk about healthcare and long-term care, which is a spending shock that we need to uh, account for. So healthcare is a, a a very delicate one. And, and you know, at the end of the day, I don't know what healthcare need people are going to have in retirement, but I do know they're going to have to pay for it. And so we have to factor in healthcare separately in a retirement plan than their normal goods and services that they're spending money on. And the reason is, is that healthcare inflation is very different than normal goods and services. Healthcare goes up at a much higher pace. And so we need to separate those two so that you have confidence to know that you've got, you know, built into your financial plan the amount of money you need to buy your normal daily goods and services, things to um, you know keep your life uh, going and moving forward. But we also have to have healthcare in there because I don't know what you're going to need in life, but we're going to have to pay for the premiums and uh, those things do go up over time. And so we want to build that in. Uh, that is separate though from long-term care. Hmm. Long-term care is a, is a different topic. That is more something that has to be dealt with um, towards the end of a financial plan generally. And at the end of the day, a lot of people don't have a plan for long, long-term care, but it, really they do. No plan is a plan. Uh, no plan means that everything you own is your long-term care plan. Uh -oh. So in class, in class, what we do is we actually have a dedicated section to just long-term care and we talk about what are the traditional approaches to long-term care? What are the pros and cons? Uh, why, if somebody has one of those plans today, maybe they should highly think about keeping that plan because a lot of times you can't get those same plans anymore. But for those that don't, is there a more modern approach to long-term care planning? Is there an approach that has more pros and less cons today that um, could be a better situation for those individuals. So we go through all of those things so that at the end of the day, what we want everybody to know is they got to check the box. They have to check the box that they have a long-term care plan. And if it is, they decide not to utilize a insurance product or something like that, they're essentially deciding to self-insure their long-term care plan that's perfectly fine as long as they know that that's their strategy moving forward. 
It's a very- and if you don't have and if you don't have a separate account for that, then it's going to come out of your regular account and affect your lifestyle moving forward. So, so we've yeah, unpacked a lot, and that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg of the class that we've taught so far. But you know yeah. what else we have to talk about? Taxes. Oh, boy. Are, are taxes a big deal in retirement? Absolutely. And, and why is that? Taxes are a big deal on retirement because most people save their money for retirement in an environment that they've never paid tax on yet. And they've got to understand 401ks and IRAs and those types of vehicles. That's exactly right. And so what we've got to remember is you've got a partner in that equation and that partner is uncle Sam. And so uh, your partner at some point in time wants to know that they're going to get paid. And so understanding the impact that you have, uh, that, that taxes have on your retirement plan becomes incredibly important. So we want to walk through uh, how taxes impact your retirement plan. But here's the other thing. For most people, they probably have more control over their tax situation in retirement than at any other time in their life. Yep. And, and so getting these pieces right and understanding the proper order to spend your retirement assets down to be efficient with taxes where you can, it becomes a, a very, very critical thing. And so and once that, we- that arrangement, that arrangement that you have with the government is an open-ended agreement yeah. where the government can change the rules at any time. That's exactly right. And so that's also why we want to talk about that. Yeah. While taxes give us a lot of heartburn and there's things that we need to be concerned about um, at the end of the day, historically, we're in relatively low tax brackets today. But we have to understand what happens if taxes go up? Is it likely that taxes will go up? Everybody will have an opinion of their own, but there are unique opportunities that can be taken advantage of today through what we call the Roth conversion. Uh, today, is there's a really good opportunity until 2026 when the ta- current ta- income tax uh, laws change for an individual to convert money out of their traditional IRA pay tax on it, but put it into their Roth IRA, which will be forever tax-free. And so we walk through those steps and what that looks like for somebody that's trying to understand how do I diffuse this tax time bomb I've got on my hands. I did all the right things. I saved money where they told me to save money. I did a really good job of it. And now all of a sudden you're telling me I'm going to be penalized because I'm going to be paying all these taxes. Can I do anything about it? And so we actually walk through that process and what that looks like as well. And for the people that don't, important. and for the people that don't think that uh, taxes are likely to be higher in the future, I spend probably 15 minutes going through the fiscal case of you know looking at the federal government's fiscal situation, and at the end, everyone always nods their head and say, "Yep, taxes are going up." Taxes are going up. They don't yep. go and down. And think about the impact. Think about the impact <laughs> of higher taxes. If you're counting on taking out your money at 15% for the rest of your life through these IRAs and 401ks, and all of a sudden that doubles to 30%, what does that do to your income down the road? Right, right. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And then that translates into estate planning, right? And and we want to spend time in class talking about estate planning. And in particular, what happens to those assets that you've never paid tax on? Somebody's mm-hmm. going to have to pay tax on them, right? 
And so understanding the impact of inherited IRAs beyond the spouse, what that looks like. But then we want to talk about basic estate planning uh, from the perspective of what are, what are the critical things that we think everybody should have in place? Uh, what are what are those items that we think that you should be consulting with an attorney about that specializes in estate planning to make sure that you have the basics? Okay. If we're in a situation with a higher net ind- net worth individual that maybe needs advanced state planning, that's a whole nother topic. But for most people, standard estate planning is essential and having the proper professional to work with to get that done uh, via an attorney uh, is really important. So we walk through those steps and and give them a checklist that they need to take to an attorney to make sure that they're having that conversation. Yeah. And and Wendy, this class is designed for well. There's three types three types of people that we run into: people that are the do-it-yourselfers and they got a pretty good handle on things, and they come to class and they get some they get some good insights, they get some advice, and they go on their way and they're perfectly fine. There are some people that have a plan in place, but they just want to make sure that get a professional opinion that the stuff that's taught in the class is in line with what they think. And there's other people that come out of the class and say, "Boy, this." I, I I need some help. So those are the three types of people uh, that tend to come to our class. And the outcomes are, at a minimum, they get an education that is very specific to their mm-hmm. phase of life that they have never received before. And we cut through all the noise and, and we just shoot straight with people. It helps them identify issues. A lot of times people in the class will, will keep a list of, oh, I got to this is an issue that I need to take care of. And what about this piece? And I don't have this taken care of. And what about inflation? That's good. And then they also get a sense as to what a financial plan looks like when it's complete. How do you put it all together? All right. How do you put it all together? Get a probability of success of, are you on track? What are the potential uh, stresses that could cause the plan to go off track? If it goes off track, what are some of the things that you can do to get it back on track? Uh, those are all the things that people learn. And um, yeah, Nate, in, in all the years we've been doing this, have we? I don't think we've ever really had a negative review, have we? Never had a negative re- review. And yeah. it's just something that we feel great about that we're giving back in a way that honestly should be done way earlier in life. But like we said earlier, you get one shot to get this right. And most people spend more time planning a vacation than they do on their retirement education. And so this is an opportunity to spend four hours with professionals that have been doing this for a very, very long time in a non-sales environment to just learn. And we love to teach. It is something that we really enjoy. So guys, if somebody has more questions or if they want to know more about the class, Mm -hmm. how do they get in touch with you? Great question. So they can go to designwealthadvisors.com and we have a list of all of our classes on there and you can uh, RSVP or you can call our office at 720-833-7676 and inquire about our next classes coming up this fall. We start in uh, August and um, they can inquire there and RSVP to a class that fits them. Okay. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you, Greg. We've learned so much today. We enjoyed it. Thank you, Wendy. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. 
Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.designwealthadvisors.com or give us a call at 720-833-7676. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Design Wealth Advisors. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Design Wealth Advisors or RFG Advisory, or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Design Wealth Advisors and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.